Blog Talk Radio. Well, good afternoon once again, and welcome to another episode of the Sound Heart Radio. You know, it's important as believing ones that we keep our faith firmly fixed on God. And the only way we can do that is by concentrating on his word. If we seriously concentrate on the word of God, then our faith will begin to grow. We are enjoying by intuition growing and in the knowledge of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ. Now, in the Greek New Testament, uh, we have the word gnosis, which means knowledge, intellectual information. And then we have the uh, word echinosis. <clears throat> and echinosis is the word that's used by the New Testament writers um, for knowledge about faith. It's called super knowledge. And super knowledge is what we will receive if we make a point of study of God, super knowledge, super understanding, super awareness. Epinosis, E-P-I-G-N-O-S-I-S. Epinosis. And we have uh, the word oida, which means absolute knowledge. Uh, O-I-D-A. God has absolute knowledge of oida. You and I are to grow in experiential awareness of the person of Jesus. We are to grow in, in, in experiential understanding. When we study the gospel documents, what we have are um, encounters with uh, Jesus of God through his public ministry. And you need to read these documents carefully because Jesus is the master healer. He is the great physician. Not only of body, but of mind and spirit as well. He is the great physician. Uh, Jesus will say, Your faith has made you whole. Is your faith has made you complete. And the emphasis in the documents, in the Matthew, Mark, and John are, this is the same. It's an appropriate 
object of your faith, but believing one is about himself alone, and his corporate object of your faith. The word uh, faith is used, of course, in Hebrews chapter 11. It is the shroud word of God. Faith or pistis. Pistis, P I S T I S, is a noun of action. It is a noun, N-O-U-N, a noun of action. A cat or grace is also a noun of action in the New Testament. A guy, for God so loved, is a great word for love. And agape is also a noun of action. Emphasis in the word, uh, as James states, Doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So I'm going to read in Mark's gospel. I'm going to read in chapter 5, and we have uh, this encounter uh, of Jesus with. And here's the situation. We have a dead girl and a sick woman. This woman is very sick. This woman has, uh, is under what is called a mastix in the Greek, a wick or a slave. Uh, this is a calamitous misfortune. And it is used of distressing bodily diseases. So that is the situation here. We have a dead girl, and we have a woman who has a mastic breach, M-A-F-T-I-F, a whip or a slave, a calamity or misfortune. Uh, and so this is the situation. We find Jesus in situ. We find Jesus in the zone encounter, and this is what we learn by faith. Verse 21 of Mark chapter 5, quote, When Jesus had again crossed over by a boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus came to him. Seeing Jesus, he fell on his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, quote, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live, unquote. So Jesus was with him. Now, literally, in the Greek, it reads, uh, this, oh, this little girl, uh, to be in the last gasp. To be in the last gasp. So she was in experience. This was her situation. And as we go on in verse 24, so Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. So the Greek word pressed is sun silbo. Sun silbo. And it means to press together on all sides. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding. So this was a chronic condition. Subject to bleeding for 12 years. 
She has suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and has spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd. Remember, they were pressed together against Jesus on all sides. She came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his cloak, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Again, this word is massive, and it means a whip or a slave, a calamitous fortune, used a distressing body disease immediately. Remember, I told you that a few shows back, a few shows ago, that this word immediately is prominent. This adverb is prominent in the Gospel of Mark. Verse 30, and once Jesus realized that power Dunamis had gone out of him. Listen to this language. Listen to this language. And so we live in a time when people have attempted to de supernaturalize the person of Jesus. Whereas the gospel documents do not attempt to be supernaturalized in person Jesus because he is in fact uh, supernatural being. He is he is God incarnate, he is a deity. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crying against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Your, your faith has healed you. Go and peace, be free from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some men came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue room. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why follow the teacher anymore? Ignoring what they said, and I love the language. They said, how many people live their lives under the tyranny of what they said and who are fearful of not living under the existential tyranny of what they said because they don't want to be cast out. And so therefore they live under the demonic rule of they said. Ignoring what they said, I love this, and these, these people who came to Jairus said to him, why, why do you, why do you, uh, why do you, uh, vexed, annoyed, 
stress in the teacher. Why do that anymore? Ignoring what they said, Jesus told the synagogue ruler, do not be afraid. Just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue ruler, Jesus saw a commotion. The people crying and waiting as professional mourners. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and his disciples who were with him and went to where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Alyssa, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and walked around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. She gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Now, notice this woman who had this, this terrible calamitous disease to suffer suffer for how long? She suffered 12 years. And this child was 12 years old. So if you look in verse 25, you will see that this woman had been subject to bleeding, chronic bleeding for 12 years, and this child is 12 years old. So Jesus said to the father in the, in the present tense, uh, he said, don't be afraid. That is, stop being afraid. And so we have a present imperative in prohibition, which forbids the continuance of an action already going on. The ruler was fearing. Jesus said, stop fearing. Be believing. So the command was uh, to continue in faith. He was to continue believing even in the presence of death. She was not dead to stay dead. And so Jesus spoke to the Father to calm his heart because he knew exactly what he was going to do to free this child and death. So this child, wonderful power of the Christ in them that you and I should think about and should, we should realize that we walk by faith 